Hello, this is Daniel Gregory, and thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Percepti Photographer Podcast. This is our episode number 290, a nice round number, and hopefully you are having a great week. Hope you are doing well, taking care of your family, friends, loved ones, checking in on your community, remembering to wear your mask, be that great photographer. Remember, from a couple episodes ago, we discussed how the greatest photographer ever is the one who wears a mask right now. In last week's podcast, we talked about kind of a fun project. It's one of the ones I do with my mentoring groups, one of the ones I do in some of my workshops, we talked about the interview process. So it was a matter of coming up with an interview or the idea of an interview, writing out the interview questions, and then imagining that you're interviewing a photographer, living or dead, and then flipping those questions around and applying them to your own photography. So you can learn about your own kind of approach to photography, your own insights into photography, and then basically conducting that interview on yourself, recording it so you could listen to yourself, answer some of your own questions. And then if things worked out, Maybe it's a living photographer you're interested in talking to that you could at some point maybe arrange to get that interview to actually talk to them about their work. In that process, I wanted to take this week and talk a little bit about some of the questions and how you formulate some of those questions potentially for that interview. Because I know if you've never done this before, it's really easy to get into the trap of thinking you can't think of questions. The questions you think of you think might not be that interesting or they focus on things that you're not really sure about whether or not there are things you want to know, or you're not really sure about you know, what drives the compulsion for us to create and how do we get to those kind of underlying layers. And so I wanted to talk a little bit today about some of the questions you could ask and how those questions come about and why I personally think that they're sort of interesting to look at to help us better understand our own process and own creative process. So hopefully between episode 289 last week and episode 290 this week, you could pull together some level of interview for yourself and interview for others that you could help get some insights for that. If you're interviewing somebody else, I think one of the most important things to do is to spend time with their work and look at what you gravitate towards. What do you understand and what do you like about their work? Because we don't want to get an interview where we don't necessarily know anything about the person, particularly if you're actually going to interview somebody. You want to make sure that you have an awareness of the work they do and the work they've created and how they've approached their work, at least from understanding the visual language they provide. It also allows you to figure out what you gravitate towards and what you're interested in in their work and how they approach their work so that you get that chance to really kind of insert a question into the process about getting a deeper meaning about them and their work through what you've observed in their work. So for your own work, part of that is returning to your own work and looking at some of your own work and thinking about what's interesting in your own work, what's interesting in your own process and your approach to that. So you do want to return and look at some of your imagery to set kind of a good foundational starting point for how you might approach that set of questions you'd come up with. Now, for no matter who you're interviewing, yourself, somebody else, I always kind of have a similar approach to that. Like I said, I start with the work, I dig into the work, and then there are things that I've always found interesting about photography and photographers, and so my questions kind of start with that. And the flexibility to move one way or the other based on their response is really important. And that's why knowing their work is so important and knowing your own work is so important. Because sometimes you ask a question and you get an answer that leads you a different direction. And so you want to make sure you have that flexibility. But in general, I break my questions down into a kind of a chunk or a series of things. One of which is inspiration. I'm always fascinated with what inspires people to create. Where does that inspiration come from and how do they approach that inspiration? How, when they're faced with the blank canvas or when they're faced with the untaken photograph, what moves drives that inspiration? Is it a place? Is it a, a sense of, of purpose? 
Is it something that they close their eyes and they can imagine? Is it something else they've seen? Are they inspired by somebody else's work? Where does that inspiration come from? And for a lot of times, I think that's a really important question for you to understand in your own process, in your own work, because sometimes we end up not working on things that inspire us. And sometimes we work on things that don't hold any learning opportunity for us. So inspiration to me is what drives our curiosity and our curiosity leads to our understanding. And that's really why we create. We want to gain a deeper understanding of something. We want to create a deeper passion and relationship to things in the world around us. And it's that creativity that drives us forward and that inspiration to know or that inspiration to understand. And even if it's something horrifically bad and challenging that we don't want to necessarily talk about, that desire to get underneath that and understand that to me comes out of inspiration, even if it's born out of a difficult inspiration. So for me, understanding where that comes from, that also leads to not just images, but also projects. Like where did the idea or inspiration for a given project come from? Did it start with a single image? Did it start with an idea? Did it start with a conversation? Where did these ideas come from to pull a larger project together? And at the same time, one of the things I'm always fascinated with is when photography is done well, when art's done well, there's always this impact. There's always this kind of gravity that well that sits around like a black hole that starts to suck people in as they look at the work and they start to process and think about the work. And I'm always interested in the point at which, I, I call it the point of impact. Where are you aware of the impact of the work? Are you aware of the difference that it's making in the people who look at it? How did you come about that? And at what point did you realize that this work had a significant impact for you as the creator and also for the viewers? At what point did you realize the people who were looking at the work were also being impacted by the work? Whether it was a beautiful set of images, a seminal way of understanding some kind of issue around the environment, race, family relationship, whatever it is. But at what point did you realize that impact was happening? That awareness is a really interesting thing that I think for all of us, at what point do we get the attunement to realize that something is different, something is happening in a really interesting way? One of the other areas I like to talk about and think about with photography a lot is, I call it the area of focus. And I, you know, a little double double meaning there with the focus in photography, the focus on you know, things in focus and out of focus. But to me, one of the things that's interesting is what do people focus on in their photography? So one of the things that is paramount in my photography now is the notion of time. I'm really fascinated with time and how photography extends, compresses, contracts, opens up the notions of time. But there's also subjects. Some people photograph, their focus is on the subject or the subject matter that they're looking at. They're looking at a very specific thing or a very specific thematic reference to what they're working on in the photography. Other people are focused on light. They're really captured and enamored by light. Some people, it's a combination of those things. But really, what is the focus in photography for somebody when they're getting started? What are the things they're looking at? What are the things they're dealing with? And from that, it leads to one of my favorite questions, which is, how do you know when something was well seen? How do you know when you saw something well? So as we all photograph, we all take pictures, we all look at things, how do we know when we've done something well? How do we know what we've seen well? That to me is always interesting is because most photographers know when they've hit a great photograph. They know when they've photographed something that really resonates with them and they connect with and they, they like and they're inspired by. And they also know when they've looked at somebody else's work, no matter whose work you're looking at, you're inspired by that other person's work. So there's this deep, interesting connection there. 
So how do you know, what is it that you recognize in something that's well seen? I also like to dovetail that question with what's the thing you've most missed in your photograph? Like what's the best photograph you've never made? Or what's the photograph that you wish you had made that you didn't get to because you didn't have a camera or you screwed up the exposure or whatever. But that moment of recognition of that sometimes our memory is the greatest gift in photography. It's not the photograph we take, but it's the photograph we missed that provides a really interesting experience and interesting opportunity. I also like to come in on a little, not technical side, but in terms of looking for what we select to photograph. Like how do you know when you're photographing that you've got the scene in front of you done correctly? How do you know that your composition, your form, your structure is all put together to create that photograph the way you kind of imagined it? And then I like to follow that up with, how do you then make the selection when you've got multiple variations of the same photograph? What do you look for with them when you have a, in the contact sheet vernacular? When you've got the contact sheet of 10 photographs of the same kind of subject, same scene, same little piece with just subtle nuance differences, what draws your eye to make that decision for picking one over the other? And for me, that's probably one of the most important questions because to me, that's where the learning is for all of us who are trying to get better photographs and make better photographs is understanding we might make eight variations of the same image, but which of those becomes the strongest composition, the strongest image? And what's interesting about this is people oftentimes select a different photograph for a different reason. So understanding how those things pull together, I think is really important in that process. And then kind of the last little area I like to talk about is outside influences, outside areas like work, you know, and sort of along the lines of inspiration. Do you get inspiration from music, movies, books, literature? Where do you hear that? But also, what do you hear when you work? What, what goes on in your head? So one of the things I've been fascinated by is I have a friend who swears up and down that when they know they're getting a good photograph, they can hear music in their head. They, it's, it's like music they've never heard before. It's like their own little composition being created. And they're not a musician, but they can hear music. Um, I know certain people talk about a, a tumult of hairs on the back of their neck standing up. But what do you hear? What do you feel when you know everything's clicking well, responding well? What do, you, what do you notice about the way you're working that tells you that things are on the right path, you're on the right track, you're engaged in the right way? Because to me, that's one of the other insights that if the more I know about what other people are responding to in terms of how they know a photograph as well, it's, it gives me an additional opportunity to think about what might I not be listening to in myself? What am I not hearing? What am I not listening for? What am I not feeling that might tell me when I'm making better photographs or getting better photographs? So I think there's an interesting opportunity there for us to get an awareness of awareness by listening to what other people say and how they respond to those images. So hopefully this gives you some, some broad bucket areas to think about in photographing interviews and some questions you might consider. But again, it all goes back to the work. You gotta start by looking at images, looking at somebody's project, looking at the work they do, and then pulling out what is it about that work that you find interesting and engaging and getting that into question form. That makes all the difference in that process. Thanks again for uh, checking out the podcast. Hope you have a great week. Don't forget, you can always find us up on any of the podcast platforms. If you're switching phones, switching platforms, switching computers, don't forget, you can always find us anywhere up there. Thanks so much, and I hope you have a great week, and I'll see you next time.